Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we are with a hasher on his 93rd birthday. He may be the eldest hasher hashing today. He started when he was 66, so he's been going for many decades. Today, from Edmonton, welcome, Sir Nookie. Welcome. My pleasure to be here. All right. Let's introduce you with your hashing history. When and where and how did you get to your first hash? We listen to CBC regularly. In fact, that's all we listen to on radio. We pulled our plug on TV, so we don't watch TV except for Netflix. We were listening to, it was a weekday morning, and the radio show was interviewing a couple of guys, Splash and Dash and Tool in Hand, who were the uh, founders of the Edmonton Nash House Harriers back in 1991. When we heard them, I said to my wife, Margie, at the time, that sounds like a lot of fun. Why don't we go? So the first opportunity was a full moon hash. It was in late August 1994. Turned out to be a heck of a lot of fun. So we started hashing on a regular basis. Uh, And since it was summer, Edmonton hashes 6.30 p.m. Monday nights. We switch over during the winter to uh, Saturday afternoons at 2 p.m. because we prefer to run in daylight as opposed to hashes like Calgary where they run 7 o'clock on, uh, and the same thing with Red Deer. They run all evenings. Then we became very involved. Uh, my wife accidentally dropped some cups in the mud on a run out of hash holes. They named her Mud Vessel. I managed to lock myself out of my van a couple of weeks in a row. <laughs> and so no key. And we oh, okay. changed to no to Nookie. When I was in um, in the UK a few years ago, we ran into the Queen and she knighted me and said, Arise, Sir Nookie. So I've been a member of the Garter Garter Wearing Group, oh, probably the last twenty years. When you say you ran into the Queen. Well, sort of. We ran with some of the West London hash, as a matter of fact. And we've done run with them several times. And we've also gone to Eurohashes. The last one was in Vienna uh, in uh, 2018, I think it was. Maybe t- 2017. Have cool. you been to a Eurohash? Yes, I the one. Uh, oh, not many though. I went to one in on Thames in England around 2008. I think it might have been. And we're going to the next one that's in the Netherlands. That's a great story. So let me get to, let me get more of the framing some of these details about your very first run. So you heard about it on the radio. That's great. The, some hashers talked sensibly on the radio and got you there. What was it like when you first showed up? Huh. Now you're asking me uh, something from nineteen <laughs> or thirty people, uh-huh. and some of them are still there. One of them was was one of the hares, horses arse. And another one was uh, Power Tool, who now lives in California. And yet another was um, Wackoff. I think he was a hare as well. Nice. It's a lot of long-termers from 27 years ago. Still around. Yeah. yeah. We had only been married. Mud Vessel is my third wife. 
the first two don't count <laughs> because she is an amazing, an amazing spouse. She's only a child of 69, and here I am, 93. Yeah, congratulations. It is your birthday today, right? It is. It's very-, very good, happy, hashy birthday to you. That's great. So you started hashing when you were 66 years old. And were you fit then? Were you a, a runner? Oh, yeah. I was doing marathons up to it, including 2,000. I've only done three, but and they've all been here in Edmonton. But I've done a lot of oh, 10Ks and uh, 10 miles and so on yeah. around the, the world. I went to um, Kuala Lumpur, KL, for their uh, 60th in 1998. Right. And had a great time there, along with a lot of our fellow Edmontonians. Singapore, Sydney, in Australia, over in Perth, yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, cool. Yeah, where they had uh, World Interhash. Yeah, I've, been, I've hashed with you for, without us knowing it, maybe at several of these places. I was at KL in 98 in Perth. And... Were, you, were you at uh, Cardiff? I was at Cardiff. I was the guy on stage actually introducing all the acts. I spent a whole weekend at the venue. I didn't get on any runs that weekend. I was kind of busy with the so venue. You ran in the in the rain in on the red dress run and so on. I did the red dress run. Yes. Oh yeah, that's great. What was it about that first or early hashing Edmund? You said it was great. What was it about hashing that grabbed you right away? First of all, they didn't ask for any qualifications. Not even a, a vaccination proof <laughs> like <laughs> these days. Yeah. They accept people at face value. They're wild, crazy, fun. That's what we call fun. Most of our, our lives right now uh, focus around our hash friends. In fact, we had my 93rd birthday run on Saturday afternoon last on the 6th of November. All of the people in the hash who have November birthdays become automatically hares for that run. Oh, so nice. This time, because of the pandemic, we decided that we would do it the easy way. I drove my wife's car and the other two birthday people who are still in town, not gone south, no reservations. And um, Rubbermaid. Rubber Thank you, Mud Vessel. Rubbermaid. <laughs> They had cans of flour, which they held out the window. And we marked trail up and down the lanes and the streets in our district called Lansdowne. And it took about, uh, I think it was about six, six or seven kilometers. And it took about 40 minutes. And then we had the hash hold in the backyard. And in Alberta, the rules are at the moment that you can't have a group any bigger than uh, two households indoors. So it had to be outside. So we had it in our backyard. And the rule there is you can't have any more than 20 people in your group. Uh, We might have broken the the rules a little bit there because there were probably 35 or 40 people at one time in the backyard eating and drinking beer, snacks and pop and stuff. Not not much pop. I think there were... (laughs) Uh, there were uh, half a dozen bottles of wine, and then we had to keep adding to it as the evening progressed. But we had to quit by five o'clock. We'd been invited to another ex-hasher for a barbecue. So off we had to go about quarter to five. And in the meantime, I had probably a little too much to drink. 
So um, my my memory of it is getting a little hazy near the end of the day. <laughs> what so, time did the hash start? Starts at two o'clock. Okay. But what we did, we said we will have the run set by one o'clock on Saturday, and then people can come at their own time. So some people came at, well, there was even a couple of people there about quarter to one. But we when we were just finishing setting the run, a lot of them came around one thirty, quarter to two, two o'clock, and they all went off in groups of probably 15 or so in a group at the most. Went followed the trail around and ended up in our backyard for the hash for the hash hold. We didn't do an on on because that's another thing that's a no no at the moment in Alberta. Our beloved premier, we 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 call him the bumbling premier because he keeps getting himself into trouble, trying to be too firm, trying to be too easy, trying to trying to make sure he has votes for himself for next time around which is what a politician does, but this guy is a real asshole, Frank. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, science and politics and hashing, we all mix them up in a big bowl and see what comes out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about the term hash hold? Not everybody will hear that. Hashes have different things. Much more common is the on-on with the hashes all done. We go eat and drink somewhere. What do you do there as a hash hold? At the hash hold, it's usually fairly close to the start end of the run and it's um, usually involves beer that the hares provide maybe some snacks like little bags of chips or something like that and uh, we gather around and have a nice chit chat and then we finish the run off and okay. then we go to a fairly close nearby pub for drinks and we charge eight bucks a uh, ahead for people who are going to imbibe. It's kind of like a drink and snack stop before yeah. the end. And not yeah. every trail not every trail has one. Well, right? you don't have to have hatch holes, but we all do. <laughs> okay. Let's get to some of the personal stuff. Well, you and Mud Vessel are married, so would you say hashing is good for marriage or marriage is good for hashing? Both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's brought us more firmly together, enjoying the same things. Mm-hmm. And currently, I'm the hair, one of the hair raisers in our mismanagement. And I've been several other positions in the hash. I've never been an RA. God forbid I should ever get to that petty <laughs> position. We don't have a grandmaster change every year because Splash and Dash is technically our grandmaster for 20 years. So wow. the RA in uh, in Edmonton pretty well runs the uh, circle. And right now it's currently big rubber. We've had, oh, half a dozen different, like, it, well, every year there's usually one, if not two. And we've had up to three or four people being part of the, the RA group every year. How long after you started did you first get involved in mismanagement? Oh, Fairly early on, I think we were providing the swill, and my wife was um, hash cash for a while, although it's uh, two years back. We've done a lot of the different positions in the hash from year year to year, soft swill or hard swill or, um, well, like hair raising and so on. Mm-hmm. You've met our previous hair raiser, Mr. Peanut. Yeah, I know Mr. Peanut very well. He now lives in Canmore. Yeah. Because his wife got a dream job marketing Banff and district 
for uh, for the parks. Oh, yeah, I need to catch up. We, well, let me ask you about the uh, travel. So you've been to Interhashes, Eurohashes. You've hashed in Asia, Europe, North America, anywhere else, exo- Australia? Mexico. Mexico? Okay, yeah, we cool. went to, um, to North American. The Inter-Americas in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Yes, uh, I was part of that. Tra- Hogtown arranged one of the trails up a hill, and yeah, MC for that too. I kind of wear a wig, and I try to look different and stay under the radar, but yeah, I, <laughs> I was part of mismanagement for that too. Yeah, oh. so we've been to a lot of places together. We, pro- we probably had a beer together. One amazing thing that I need to make sure people think about when we talk to you is you were born before the hash was born. That's true. I was 10 years old when the hash started in 1938. Uh, we've actually found uh, some letters from one of the, the first on sec, and that's slightly been played with. It turns out we're pretty sure now the first trail was in 1939. It'll be on the On On Podcast website. We have some letters. From- when the war started. But what happened is they were talking about it in 1938, but they didn't quite get it off the ground to early 1939. I see. But let's get your personal background from you grew up near Toronto. A little uh, country town uh, in, uh, near Toronto called Newmarket, which is now part of Greater Toronto. Yeah. And I think 100,000 plus people live there. When I lived there, it was about three or 4,000. My dad had a clothing store on Main Street. At the end of the war, the restrictions were lifted. Some of the, like tires and, and gasoline and all the ration stuff ah. became free. So they took a trip to the West Coast, fell in love with it, and decided next year to lift lock, stock, and barrel. And my sister and I were bodily forced into a, a, a handmade trailer and out we went all the way west to the coast lived there for well i was there until 1956 having gone through ubc uh, i think i remember being told to watch my mouth because i told the, the president of the, the fraternity's wife to go fuck herself at one point <laughs> so that probably didn't didn't get me too far in the fraternity. In fact, another guy in the fraternity was a guy named Jimmy Patterson, and he didn't finish his degree at UBC, and I knew he would be a failure. He's a a multi-billionaire nowadays. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Great. uh, When the Bay took me on, because they paid the most money, I think it was 225 bucks a month to come to work for the Bay, and people like banks were only paying... 175 or so so that determined where we went and then they promoted me to a manager in the Edmonton store in 1956 off we went and stayed there till oh, 1966 when they promoted me to a, a learning to be a senior executive job in Victoria a couple of years I was there for 67 for the centennial and I've got my senior senior executive job in Edmonton again a couple of years later in 67, I was there till 1980, 81. Then I retired. And uh, that's when I started to work for the provincial government as a director of vital statistics, signed people's birth certificate. Well, not personally. They printed them up with my signature on. Anyway. Uh, so everybody born in the province since the 1980s has your name on their paperwork? Is that? 
in during the 80s, yeah, yeah. From, 80, from about 82 to 90. And how does a bank executive switch into public statistics and signing birth certificates? It wasn't easy. Because <laughs> at, at the Bay, we were all trying to make profit. The more profit we made, the more successful we were. Sales were important. Holding the line on expenses was important. When you get into government, the expenses, you've got to spend it all or you won't get it next year. Comes March where the year ends. We worked like mad trying to spend all the money we hadn't used in, 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 in vital statistics and along with every other government department. It was just the opposite of what we learned and made important in, the, in, in private industry. That, that was the big switch. Mm-hmm. Let me just explain for people that aren't Canadian or, aren't, or haven't heard. The Bay is a big across Canada department store, maybe Marks and Spencer's or something that people can relate to. It's a nationally known brand with stores yeah. everywhere. Along with Woodward's and Eaton's and uh, Sears who haven't lasted. And I'm wondering how much longer the Bay will last yeah. given the big box competition. And you joined the hash as a runner, an experience runner. When did you start running? Well, I was about 48 years old. Okay. Yeah, I, I was at the Bay at the time. We did run indoors downtown at the Y, and then we branched out and started running outside during the lunch hour, and that carried over into the uh, job with uh, Vital Statistics. And we would run every lunch hour there. Hmm. So you'd get into a group of of running running people and you learn some of the running lingo and where the runs are and we made sure we were signed up for the St. Albert 10 mile that happened every spring and uh, the Edmonton State yeah. Marathon mm-hmm. and we did the Jasper Banff relay many times and there was Edmonton Hash House Harriers had a, a team in and uh, they let me be part of it I had the easiest leg of all I think it was leg 16 and it went uh, through the park from uh, around Lake Louise down to near to Banff. And then the last part was a, a guy who could really move it because I was the oldest at the time on the team. But that was a lot of fun too. But everything we did was related to the hashing that we became part of. We, we lived the hash. In fact, right now, all my friends are in the hash. That's right. I've got, I've got few friends and family. I've got lots of family, but for um, activities, it's mostly hash related. When you were running, you were doing road races and track races. And was Edmonton off road? Did it get out in the shiggy? Oh yeah, yeah. There was some. Well, there was a lot of the shiggy with the hash. In fact, yeah. the hash wouldn't be the hash without shiggy. We even had a little teeny bit on Saturday last. There's a university farm right beside our district, and it's open fields right in the middle of the city. And so we had one of the girls got out of the car and marked the trail in the farm and threw a nice little half, oh, it's probably about 100 feet that goes through a little muddy part and then back up onto the street again. So we had a little bit of shiggy on Saturday, too. Now it sounds great that, you know, the hash is part of your life, integrated with it. Do you think your life would be different if you hadn't found the hash? I hate to think what it would have 
evolved to if it hadn't been for the hash. Thank God for the hash, because they provided entertainment for us for our, the last 20 years of our lives together, Muddy's and mine. And we have a, a sister, Muddy has a sister and brother-in-law who live in Brussels. So when we go to Europe, we go, we run with the Brussels hash. All right. Who's whose motto is we never run on the other side it says out of beer. Right. But I don't think they ever have run out of beer. (laughs) Yeah, I just talked to Higgins a couple days ago for this. Have you collected hash gear and t-shirts? Are you keeping those along the way from your events? Well, Raw, in my cupboard upstairs, I have shirts with something like Red Dress Run or or the first run of Winter winter Start or, or whatever was was the hash like the the annual red dress run party or christmas party and they all have all the short sleeves are in one section and the long sleeves in another and then at the very bottom of the other town ones like places like kl or uh, vienna or wherever yeah i have a load of of hash memorabilia you are still a stair climber yes and you stay fit with that. Have you ever gotten hurt on a hash? No, not well. Minor things. Yeah. I, the reason I don't hardly run anymore is back in about 2014, I uh, was out running with my two little dashings one morning in February, and it had iced up the day before. And I was running down the street around Lansdowne Drive near where I live. And unfortunately, I slipped and fell and broke my ankle. And there I was writhing around in the snow with the two little dogs wondering why the hell doesn't he get up and keep going. <laughs> and a guy, luckily, it was seven in the morning in darkest pitch. A guy looked out his kitchen window across the street and saw me down there in the snow and thought, what the hell is going on? So he came out to investigate. And I said, yeah, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Would you call my wife, (laughs) have her come and pick me up? So she came, threw the little dogs in the car and drove me over to the university hospital where they repaired my broken ankle with a piece of metal in there and some screws. But it screwed up my back when I was favoring the left leg, when I was wearing a boot for a while. That did me in as far as a runner goes because my back now bothers me. But I can go up and down stairs. And I still do. Every morning, I do my routine. I have a regimen of exercises that I do. On Thursdays, uh, we go to the stairs over here in Lansdowne. There's 131 of them. So we go down from the top and back up um, five times. Nice. Once a week. That keeps me in shape. And never mind the ones I do at home in the front room rug. I do a treadmill for 15 minutes and then... TRX on the door, about three different things, 30 times each. And then I go in and do things on the floor like toe tapping and curl ups and uh, bird dogs and side planks. Well, now you're, you're, you're getting a routine here. It's going to make all the young hashers feel very guilty <laughs> about well, not having key, such a, it's a brilliant routine. The key is keep exercising and think young and have have good uh, uh, parents. Yeah, pick your parents carefully. Yeah, that's the best advice. Exactly. 
That's but keeping the exercise up, we learned it from a book called Younger Next Year, which is about 20 years old by now, by a, a doctor and a, a journalist. And uh, there's another one called Save Your Mind by a guy in Montreal, a doctor in Montreal. Those two things are um, important as a place to, to learn how to stay alive longer. Yeah, in the hash longer. And then on the hash, you can lose your mind temporarily. And then, yeah. Exactly. Save it on the other side. Well, we I'm... need half a mind to that. <laughs> That's right. So... Well, the hash is aging in, in Edmonton. And we're finding that we have almost regularly more walkers than we have runners so yeah. it's it's taking its toll we yeah. try to to uh, get more young people involved but we aren't very good at, at encouraging them to uh, stay i think that's our weakness and it's probably going to do us in eventually because there won't be anybody who's young enough to run anymore yeah okay sir nookie on 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 Happy birthday to Sir Nookie, 93 years young, in Edmonton, Ontario, Canada. This is the On On Podcast. Hash your voices, hash your history, hash your stories. New episodes every week. Until next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low. Sweet child.